the person that improves and does better after failing is the person who has this 50-50 goals concept in mind. And instead of focusing on that $35,000 gap, they focus on the lessons and new skills that were learned. Best ever listeners, I'm so excited to share today's sponsor with you. It's Eastern Union Funding and Arbor Realty Trust. If you're in the multifamily space, you likely recognize these names, but have you used them? Uh, I'm guessing if you haven't, then you probably know someone who has. I can tell you personally, we have used uh, Mark Belsky. He is a point person at Eastern Union Funding as a partner with us, and he has helped us secure debt uh, for actually a deal we closed on this month. And we've worked with him. Um, in addition, my clients, my program, my consulting program have worked with them to successfully close on deals. When we were starting out, Ashcroft was starting out, we had somewhat of a track record, but we weren't fully as established with our investor network. I went to him and we secured some equity, $500,000 in equity to fund one of our deals. While he works with more institutional partners, you know, he's brought $200 million in equity over the last 12 months. He was able to help us out there and we built a relationship with him in Eastern Union funding ever since. So if you need equity for your deal and you have a track record, then he's your point person. His number is 212-897-9875. If you need debt, then he partners up with Arbor on a lot of transactions. So if you're a multifamily borrower who wants agency or bridge debt, then that's the team to work with. Uh, We have worked with their team, both Eastern Union and Arbor, on deals. And people who have purchased our deals, purchased deals from us, have used Arbor, as well as my clients in my consulting program, they've used it. So this is a recommendation that comes from firsthand experience. And the last thing I'll say about uh, working with Mark Belsky at Eastern Union is that if you need a loan guarantor, but don't have that track record quite yet, then Mark can look at what you've, the deal you've got And assuming it checks out, he can make introductions to people he knows as potential loan guarantors for your deal. So debt, equity, and potentially loan guarantors. Uh, All you need, well, you need to find a deal, obviously. Um, But besides that, you know, the other main components of the deal they can help you out with. So talk to Mark Belsky. His email is mbelsky at easterneq.com and his phone number 212-897-9875. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndications. 
I am your instructor, as always, Theo Hicks. Each week, we will air a two-part podcast series about a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy, and for the majority of these series, we will be offering a document or spreadsheet for you to download for free. All of the previous documents and previous Syndication School podcast series can be found at syndicationschool.com. You are listening to part two of a two-part series entitled Tony Robbins' Ultimate Syndication Success Formula. If you missed it, make sure you go back and listen to part one, where you will learn the part one of Tony Robbins' Ultimate Syndication Success Formula, which is Know Your Outcome. So you will first learn the money question, which is how you make money as an apartment syndicator. And then you will set your first 12-month goal and create an affirmation statement. And to help you with that, we gave away a free annual income calculator document. So to listen to part one, go to syndicationschool.com and make sure you download that free income calculator as well. In this part, part two, we're going to be focusing on part two of Tony Robbins' Ultimate Syndication Success Formula, which is know your why. So we're going to be focusing on setting a compelling and inspiring vision for your future. So first, we will talk about why you need a vision, which should be obvious, but we'll talk about it anyways. And then two, we're going to talk about how to actually create your vision. And so we're going to go through an exercise to help you do that. And then we're going to go over a really cool, helpful concept for helping you approach times when you're not necessarily achieving the quantifiable goal you set out to achieve. So this is a very powerful concept that will reframe the way you look at hopefully everything in life. And then lastly, we're going to give away another free document, which is focused on how to follow through and persist with your goals. So to begin, why do you need a vision? So you've already set your 12-month goal for how much money you want to make in 12 months, so why not just stop there? Why not just go to, all right, how do I get to that 12-month goal, which we've already talked about, which is raising a certain amount of money, but breaking down it into the component parts of how to actually raise that amount of money. Well, as Jim Rohn says, the how comes second, the why comes first. So after you set your actual goal and you know your outcome, the next step in the process is to know your why, which means why do you want to achieve that financial goal? Because at the end of the day, that number is not going to be enough to push you through when the times get tough. You need to know why you're doing this. And once you have that why, it will create a stronger emotional attachment to that outcome. And we'll go over why that is in a later part of this episode. And once you have that emotional outcome, then once the going gets tough, you can tap into that emotion rather than tapping into that material dollar number. And that will keep you motivated and keep you on track and keep you from giving up. So how do you actually create this vision and create this emotional attachment to your outcome? Well, The exercise we have all of our consulting clients perform when they first join us is an exercise that we call gotta get your mind right before you get your money right. So this is a six statement exercise where you fill in the blanks and you use your responses to these statements 
as your why. So what I want you to do, if you're able to, after each of these statements, pause the podcast for 30 to 60 seconds and just think about how you would respond to that question. First thing that comes to mind. So kind of just a stream of consciousness for 30 to 60 seconds. And then later, once you get home, later tonight or in the morning, whenever you do your writing, or I guess when you have time to write, either one of those, then actually write out answers to these questions and be as specific as possible. And we'll go over examples of good and bad responses, as well as the reasons why we're actually reading these statements. So the first one is, what gets me excited about real estate is, fill in the blank. Question two is, once I achieve my goal, I will benefit by, fill in the blank. Three, if I don't achieve my goal, I will be disgusted with myself because I will not get to, or I will unfortunately have to, fill in the blank. Four, once I achieve my goal, others will benefit by, fill in the blank. Number five, the negative consequences I've already experienced as a result of not achieving my goal have been, fill in the blank. And then lastly, the benefits I've already experienced as a result of achieving my goal in the past have been fill in the blank. So those are the six statements. So again, for each of those, hopefully you paused for 30 seconds and thought about your responses. And then either right now or later tonight or tomorrow morning, take the time to actually write out responses to these questions. Now, why these six questions want other questions? Well, the first question, which is, what gets me excited about real estate, that question will elicit a passion in you. So your responses will tell you what it is about real estate that makes you passionate. And this is going to be the core of your why. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a specific part of real estate that you really like. Like, I really like underwriting deals. But think of it more as, what does real estate allow you to do in other aspects of your life? Because at the end of the day, our why needs to incorporate our entire life not just specific to work. So what gets you excited about real estate? You should be thinking about things that you're able to do because you are a real estate investor or what you will be able to do as a real estate investor and apartment syndicator. So that's why we asked question number one. Number two, once I achieve my goal, I will benefit by. That is for you to create an ideal scenario or an ideal life to be pulled towards. So you're here in the present and you are visualizing a ideal future. And once you have that, now that's something that you are going towards and that is pulling you towards it. So you're pulling yourself towards the future you want. The next question is kind of the exact opposite. So if I don't achieve my goal, I will be disgusted with myself because I will not get to or I'll unfortunately have to. So in that case, you're creating a future, but it's going to be an unpleasant future. It's going to be a future where you do not achieve this goal. So think of the worst case scenario possible that could happen to you if you don't achieve your goal. And that's going to be specific to each individual. And write that out. And the more disgusting it is, the better. And then write that out. And rather than having something to be pulled towards, you will also have something that you are running away from. So you have a future that you are being pulled towards as well as a past that you're being pushed away from. 
the combination of those two things should cover both personality types of people that are motivated by positive or they're motivated by going away from the negative. The third one, the fourth one is once I achieve my goal, others will benefit by. So for this question, you are thinking of ways that you will be able to help others by achieving your goal because most people are motivated by helping other people. And I know that one of Tony Robbins' six human needs is contribution. So he believes that all humans need to contribute in order to be satisfied and fulfilled in life. So this fourth question will hit on that. So by achieving your goal, how will you help your friends, your family, your significant other, your community, the world, your investors, really anyone that's not you, how will they also benefit by you achieving your goal? It puts other people's skin in the game and you won't want to let them down. Number five and six are also kind of tied together. So number five is the negative consequences I've already experienced as a result of not achieving my goal have been a disgusting negative bad future to avoid. You now also have a picture of something in your past to avoid. Because it's much easier, at least in my opinion, to visualize your actual past because it happened. So you're more remembering than creating a vision for the future. So the bad things that have happened to you in the past by not achieving this goal or another goal, and now you've got something else to avoid and be disgusted by, which again will elicit that passion to not have that be your future situation. And then lastly, the benefits I have already experienced as a result of achieving a past goal have been. So similarly, you are remembering a time you achieved a goal and the benefits that came afterwards. And now you have emotion and a feeling to chase after again. But hopefully this time on a much larger scale, which means much larger benefits. So again, once you get home tonight or tomorrow morning, take the time to write out some responses to these questions. Just to give you an example of good and bad, because you want these to be as specific as possible, because again, we're trying to create an emotional attachment to our outcome, which means that it needs to be specific to us. So for example, to the question about once I achieve my goal, I'll benefit by, a bad example would be Once I achieve my goal, I will benefit by more money, freedom of time, and being able to travel. Because it's pretty vague, and it's not specific enough to help you get through challenges and obstacles that are likely to occur throughout your journey. If you are struggling to raise capital for a specific deal, just telling yourself, well, if I do this, I'm going to make more money and have more freedom of time, and I'll be able to travel more, it's probably not going to cut it. A much better response would be, Once I achieve my goal, I'll benefit by more money to buy season tickets to, I'm in Tampa, so we'll say, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays baseball team for my entire immediate family. Or I will have freedom of time to work out at 10 a.m. three times a week. Or if you, I guess, (laughs) need extra motivation to hire a personal trainer to make me work out at 10 a.m. three times per week. Or... Have more freedom of time to go to all of my daughter's dance recitals or son's baseball games. 
or being able to travel with my wife and kids to Paris and take a picture in front of the Eiffel Tower. So again, do you see the difference between the bad example and the good example? These are things that are specific, that involve other people in your life, and are things that you actually want to do and you're being specific about it. So obviously you want to make more money, but what are you going to do with that money? Obviously you want more time, but what are you going to do with that time? Exactly. So those are the types of responses you are, are looking for, because those are much more powerful and elicit much more passion. So for the statement about being disgusted or by not achieving your goal, a bad example would be, if I don't achieve my goal, I will be disgusted with myself because I will not have freedom of time. So kind of the exact opposite of the previous bad example Instead of saying you are going to benefit by more freedom of time, now you're saying that you're going to be disgusted because you won't have that. Again, not specific enough, too vague, and is not going to give you that motivation you need when the going gets tough. A much better example, and we can all relate to this, and I'm sure everyone would probably have this be their answer, but it would be, if I don't achieve my goal, I will be disgusted with myself because I will, unfortunately, have to make the walk of shame back into my W-2 job. So just visualize yourself. You quit your job in order to become a syndicator or get into real estate in general. And I personally did this too. And your boss knows why you left. All the employees that work there know why you left. Maybe they were supportive, maybe they weren't. But at the end of the day, they know that you left in order to chase this real estate dream. And then you try it out and you fail. And now you have to go back to work and face everyone, face your boss first and ask him for your job back and then walk back into the office and face all of your employees and they all know that the reason why you're back is because you failed. So not about you, that makes me feel horrible because not only do I not want to go back to a W-2 job or a corporate job, but what's worse is having to actually face everyone at work knowing that I was a failure. So that is like the perfect example of a good vision to have and In this case, this is a vision you want to avoid. You want to avoid that feeling of shame from having to walk into your job and tell everyone that you failed. So once you actually respond to these questions, now the next step is similarly to your 12-month goal, create an affirmation statement to keep this vision top of mind. So it could be a paragraph form. So you could literally write out what gets me excited about real estate is, fill in the blank, once I receive my goal, I'll benefit by blank. Or it could just be a running list of bullet points. However you want to approach it. And you write that out as an affirmation statement. And you can write it at the same time you're writing your 12-month goal in the morning. Or you can write it out one time and read it to yourself silently in the morning and at night. Or you could read it aloud to yourself staring at yourself in the mirror. I found that to be a powerful strategy. And it gives you more confidence as well. Another example And again, this is for the long-term vision, but also your 12-month goal. We're talking about the same things now. You also create some sort of vision board. So, for example, you can create a banner that has your 12-month goal on it. And then maybe you have a long-term goal, how much real estate you want to control. And then you can have images representing each of your visions. So you can maybe have a picture of a corporate office. So that you want to avoid Or you can put a picture of you and your family on a vacation. Or you can even, if you want to, Photoshop yourself into a picture at the Eiffel Tower and tell yourself that in three years I'm going to actually take this picture and then replace the fake one with the real one. So kind of examples like that, things that represent 
your written response to those statements on a vision board. Um, you can also create a dry erase board and just write out your statements. Or you can do what Joe did, and you can dedicate an entire wall in your office to a vision board. And in that case, you can post anything. You can post brochures from properties you've bought. You can post, I know Joe has, I think his email sent when he quit his job, posted on there. Pictures of certain events that happen in your life that you want to repeat, as well as things in the future that you want to have happen. So that right there, the the vision board on your wall can really be anything. And then another example of a way to keep this long-term vision top of mind is to record your voice of you reading your vision and then listen to that on your headphones on repeat while you're taking the dog for a walk, while you're working out, while you're on your way to work between podcasts. So those are just a few examples. Whatever works best for you. But the idea is to have some sort of reminder of this vision on a daily basis in front of you. Heck, another example would have post-it notes on your monitor. So every time you are on your computer, the post-it notes are right there in front of you and you can read them every hour or every once in a while. So that's your vision. So what happens if you don't hit your goal? What happens if you set a goal to make $100,000 a year for the specific reasons you went over and specific reasons you created in the got to get your mind right exercise? But what happens if you don't hit that number? Well, that's where this very handy and powerful concept of 50-50 goals comes into play. So if you're a long-time listener of the podcast, you should know what this means, but just as a refresher... What 50-50 goals is, is a concept where 50% of a goal's success is based on achieving the actual quantifiable outcome. So in this case, achieving that 12-month goal or the vision you set out for yourself. And the remaining 50% is on identifying a lesson or skill learned in pursuit of that quantifiable goal that you can apply to your business to improve your results long term. So, for example, let's say you set out to make $100,000 in the first 12 months, but you only made $65,000. On the surface, that's a failure because you set out to achieve one goal and you only completed 65%. So I guess it's not a failure, I guess it's a D if we're going by the grade school grading curve. So that's if you look at it through the lens of 100% of the goal success is based on actually achieving the quantifiable outcome. But if you apply the 50-50 goals concept, you say to yourself, okay, so I made $65,000 this year, which is not what I wanted to make. However, what are some lessons that I learned or skills that I obtained in this past year that's going to be worth more in the future than that $35,000? So one example would be experience. So if you've made $65,000, that means you actually did at least one deal And since it was your first deal, you likely learned a ton of things from just going through that first process of underwriting, submitting an offer, doing due diligence, raising money, and closing. So in my opinion, that's worth way more than $35,000. And at the same time, through that experience, think of all the different lessons you learned, the ways to improve your underwriting, your due diligence, the way you identify deals, the way you talk to investors, the relations you actually created with new investors that you brought on, the team members that you found throughout that time, or the relationship that you strengthened with your investors and your lender for actually completing a deal and your broker for closing on the deal. And then all the new skill sets you learned as well. So all those things combined are worth way more than $35,000 in the long run 
because they're going to make you countless hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars in the long run if you stick to it. But the only way to stick to it is to be able to pull out the benefit and not get discouraged because you failed to meet that $100,000 goal. So essentially what this does is it automatically reframes your mind to the glass half full versus glass half empty mentality. And in fact, it's more of a glass is overfilling mentality because it forces you to focus on the good and the positives and not on that minor negative of not achieving your goal in 12 months because 12 months is just a small percentage of your life and your business. And kind of at the same time, in tandem with this concept, you need to reframe your mind, especially for apartment syndications, you need to reframe yourself to think in terms of decades and not months or years. So yes, it's important to make sure you're hitting your monthly goals and your yearly goals. But what's more important is to make sure that you're acquiring the experience and the skills and you're forming the relationships that will help you be successful for decades to come in the future. So when you look at it that way, again, it forces you to look at things through this 50-50 goal lens. Because in 10 years from now, if you're making $10 million a year and doing $100 million deals, then you missing a goal 10 years ago by $35,000 isn't going to mean anything at that point. So it forces you to think, okay, well, what lessons and skills did I learn that I can apply to my business in the future to help me achieve my future goals? So the second 50% of the goals is similar to the compound interest effect. So you're going to earn more money in the long run by, one, applying this concept, but also identifying all those lessons and skills than you would if you actually hit your goal. So again, all those lessons and skills you learned will make you more money in the long run than that $35,000 gap. Maybe you found a big-time investor on one of your deals that you didn't know. So maybe they invested 50 grand in your first deal in that first year, but then they came back and said, oh, you did a really good job in that first deal. Now I'm willing to invest $10 million in your next deal. So that's not accounted for in that $65,000 you made that year. Maybe you found an amazing five-star property management company who helps you cut certain expenses in the future that make or break a deal when you're underwriting it. Or maybe you've, based off of a specific deal that you bought that made you that $65,000, Maybe it was a smaller deal, but you identified a specific value-add opportunity that you hadn't thought of before, whether it was operational or physical improvement to the property, that you now are going to apply to a much larger property that helps you win the bid and buy the deal. So overall, this 50-50 goals concept keeps you motivated in the face of failure. Because if you have two investors who set the same goal and achieve the same less-than-desirable outcome, and one quits and one improves, what's the difference between those two? Well, one person quit because they didn't hit their goal fully. And since that's what they're basing their success on, in their minds they were a failure and over time that wears on you until they quit. Whereas the person that improves and does better after failing is the person who has this 50-50 goals concept in mind. And instead of focusing on that $35,000 gap, they focus on the lessons and new skills that were learned. So... I know I talked about that 50-50 goals concept for a while, but it is a very, very powerful mindset shift that you can apply to your apartment syndication business, but it's something you can also apply to your day or your week or your month, or you can apply it to your relationships, to working out. You can really apply it to anything where you set out to do something 
and don't necessarily do exactly what you wanted to do, which usually is the majority of the things we do in our lives, let's be honest. So before I end, I want to just offer one extra piece of information on goal setting, because this concludes part two of the Ultimate Success Formula podcast series where we focus on goals. And this is another Tony Robbins resource, and it's going to be about how to follow through and persist with your goals. So it's a free document that you can download in the show notes or at syndicationschool.com. And in this document, you will watch a 35-minute video of Tony Robbins, and then you will perform the four-part goal-setting exercise that he lays out at the end of the video. And it's kind of similar to the Gotta Get Your Mind Right, but a little bit different. It'll have you think about your why a little bit differently. And first, I recommend completing this for your syndication business. But again, similar to the 50-50 goals concept and, heck, the ultimate success formula in general, you can use this for other goals as well. Your personal goals, your fitness goals, your relationship goals. Because at the end of the day, it's all connected. If our personal life's in shambles, we're really out of shape, and we've got really bad relationships, then we're not going to be able to allocate enough focus to our syndication business. So that's why it's important to have your personal life to be in shape and to make sure you're constantly working on improving your relationships because that will ultimately leak over into your syndication business. So that concludes part two of the Tony Robbins Ultimate Syndication Success Formula. In this episode, you learned how having a vision creates a strong emotional attachment to your outcome, and you performed an exercise to help you formulate this vision. And then I gave you some examples of how to solidify this vision and your 12-month goal in your mind. And then we had a conversation about the powerful 50-50 goals reframing concept, where 50% of the goal success is based off of achieving the actual quantifiable outcome, and the other 50% of the success is based on identifying areas that you learned the lessons, or you learned a new skill set, or something beneficial that came out of that process of striving to achieve that quantifiable goal. So to listen to part one, where we went over setting the outcome and knowing your outcome, and to listen to other syndication school series about the how-tos of apartment syndications, and to download this free document, the Tony Robbins Goal Studying Exercise Document, as well as all other free documents, visit syndicationschool.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for listening. I will talk to you next week. Do you need debt for your deal, equity for your deal, or maybe a loan guarantor to help you get qualified for the financing? Talk to Mark Belsky. His number is 212-897-9875. That's 212-897-9875. His email is mbel. S-K-Y at EasternEQ.com. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at com.